Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So, season nine for Album for the Day, we're going to do self titled albums. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about self titled albums is it may be their first recording, it may not be. They may have waited nine albums to do a self titled <laughs> album. And these but, are the things we discover. And the, uh, the thing I love about the self-titled concept is a lot of times it really shows you who the artist is, you know, and that's why they made it their self-titled they album. They felt that confidently about this content that they were like, what else can we mm-hmm. call it? This is who I am as yeah. an artist. Signature. Awesome. Album for the day, February 13th, is Liz Fair. That's P-H-A-I-R. This was released on June 24th of 2003. And it is the fourth album from Liz Fair, released on Capitol Records. And it had a variety of producers and a mild songwriting collaboration with The Matrix. Mm, Yeah. This album was one of those things where... She wasn't happy with how much money slash, you know, uh, attention. Uh, that's maybe the wrong word. Um, she knew she was a. She knew she was awesome. Basically, she knew she was a great songwriter. She knew she was a great singer. My income is not commensurate yeah, with my talent. To, yeah, with what's happening right now, and she was also kind of hitting her thirties, which you know, not that's old by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but for up and coming artists, yeah, you got to get on the ball, you know? Um, and so she hired, yeah, she hired a company and they basically took her to the next level. Um, they took her into much more of a pop, um, pop rock type, uh, environment. She got on VH1, she got on MTV. Yep. Um, all the things. The first time that she'd really embraced that. Mm-hmm. And she got criticized really heavily for it, too. Um, the New York Times and Pitchfork both said that she was selling out and mimicking younger artists. Interestingly enough, though, two years ago, three years ago, uh, Pitchfork critic Matt LeMay apologized for his review, mm. saying he had failed to appreciate Fair's willingness to, quote, try on different masks. Well, that is something you don't hear of every day. Don't a critic hear a going retraction back from a critic, mm-mm, dude. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I was wrong. Yeah. So I don't think he's saying that he was wrong. I think he was saying more of like, you know, she's out experiencing new things. She was trying something different, and we don't give we don't give crap when Jack White does uh, tries a new band and he does was a new style. Pretty savage about it. And it I think that's probably yeah. what he was more. Yeah. yeah acknowledging was how it was unfounded and extreme. Yeah. Um, and this, this record, you know, it's that thing of, yeah, it is your typical nineties pop. It's like that alt rock pop, you know, trying to be happy, but kind of angsty at the same time. But at the same time, dude, like she really goes into like a few places where she's talking about herself as well as, and so being able to put it together is what makes her a great songwriter. Like, for example, there's a line that says, your record collection don't exist. You don't even know who Liz Fair is. 
she's talking about somebody she's trying to bone. Mm. And the fact that you don't even know who Liz Fair is. Yeah. (laughs) Not yet, anyways. But you will. Now we all do. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and it comes down to, you know, the album cover certainly didn't hurt sales. Um, You know, we got a picture of her uh, scantily clad with a guitar covering up her scantiliness. Um, Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's. It's a fancy cover. It's very slick. It's slick. But, you know, aside from the slick, poppy, and I'm not going to lie, I love Extraordinary, Why Can't I, Rock Me, and Favorite, which are those four songs that she did with The Matrix Mm -hmm. in an effort to poppy pop. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of other good songs on here that, I mean, Little Digger is about her being a mom. Um there's a number of deeper deeper emotions than just your surface pop kind of stuff i think that you know like you said she was getting a little jaded on not making any money but being awesome and i think this was a great way for her to make that stand Mm -hmm. where she said i have something valuable to say i also can sell records yeah and I think we were already sold on the you've got something to say. Exile and Guyville is one of the greatest debut albums of all time. At the same time, going back to the this is a DNA of an artist, I think that I'm not going to take it away from her despite the four huge commercial songs that are on there. Even those, like I just indicated from that lyric pull, even those talk about her. Very specifically, it's not just some formulaic thing. And maybe that's who she was the whole time. She just didn't have people around her that made it palatable for everybody. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't do a song called F and Run and make the radio <laughs> anymore. No. But you can't do uh, HWC either. <laughs> no, but Pete Yorn would disagree. Uh, yeah, well, and Pete Yorn was the guitar slash drummer on this. He also played the harmonica. Yeah, he did. Yeah, this is uh this is one of those 90s uh pop records uh that you're you were either in it to win it or it passed you by, I think. Um and um it's worth it's worth going back and 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 checking it out for sure. Um I think that the uh there's a huge list of people that played a variety of things because this took place in a number of different sessions and there's a number of different feels on here. So the list of personnel is very wide and varied. Uh, Lenny Krat, Lenny Castro playing percussion stands out to me. He's been involved in a number of huge selling albums cause he's that guy that can do what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that this album it was a good moment for her to take a step forward and she sees the opportunity. She's certainly been burned before and since in subsequent and prior albums that she's put together with people she's collaborated with just not just not being what we thought when we started and now I have to do something entirely different. So it was kind of refreshing if you look at her whole catalog of albums Mm -hmm. to see this one where 
I'm going to do exactly what I want. And if I want to sell out, Let's do that's it. what I'm going to do. And yeah. you can't do anything about it. Awesome. She said, why can't I? Why can't I? <laughs> nice. <laughs> God, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> All right. Well, album for the day today, uh, February 13th, is Liz Fair. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us. And uh, feel free to shoot us a request at album for the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Give it to me. Don't give it away. Don't care about what the others say. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!